Okay, welcome everybody. Just want to say thank you for being here, whether you're on the call live or uh, listening to it later. Thank you for just investing time and just going deeper with Christ. And I, I believe it's a message not just for thousands of years ago, but I believe that the Sermon on the Mount had so many teachings that are more relevant today than ever before. And so I just want to thank you for being here, and I'm so excited to share what God has pressed on my heart. Um, So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you and worship you and praise you, and I just invite your Holy Spirit into this space and into this place and just ask that you would open our ears and open our hearts and that you would outpour, downpour, anoint, give us all that you have for us. Uh, in a brief time together, but that you would continue to stir and that you would continue to lift and, and continue to call us higher to this thing that you call kingdom living and kingdom building and, and kingdom uh, life. And so we thank you for that in advance. I thank you for each and every person on this call or who will hear it later. I thank you for their hunger for you. And if we're trying to multitask, that we just set all things aside And we just be present with you and present with our brothers and sisters around the world and praise you for technology as well, by the way. But Lord, we just give you all the thanks, all the glory and everything we do and say it's all for you and it's all to take people with us to heaven. So we just thank you for wisdom and we thank you for anointing and we thank you for being here with us tonight in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Well, before we get started, if you do not know where you might be going after this life here on earth ends, I just want you to say a quick prayer because I think that it will assist you in connecting a little bit deeper with this call. It only takes a few seconds. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I invite you into my heart and into my life to have your way in this place today and moving forward. I ask that you would forgive me for all my sins. And I ask that you would be the Lord over all my life. Thank you for this. Thank you for coming into my heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. (laughs) Thank you. I wish for those of you who did say that prayer, I wish that I could hug you. It is the most vital decision that you will ever make and the most significant one that you will ever make. So thank you. Angels are rejoicing. God is smiling. I'm excited, but I think that you will connect more now to this teaching that Jesus taught, going up on a mountain, his disciples going up with him. So we're talking about mountain climbers going higher. Everybody was going up higher to hear this. So I'm going to start just by, I won't call it a meditation because I don't want you to get relaxed, um, but it will be a, a bit of that, if you will. But instead of laying down in a comfortable seated position or a comfortable lying position or whatever makes you very relaxed, I want to ask that you would just take a posture that's more erect and more alert. As I read uh, just a bit, just a bit of Uh, Matthew 5, and I don't want to say this is homework, but I do want you 
to at some point look at the message version of the Sermon on the Mount, which is found in Matthew 5, Matthew 6, and Matthew 7, so 5 through 7. And again, I believe that God is calling us to these principles and to these teachings now, today. And I pray that moving forward and after this call that you would be ignited to live a more holy life. I know there's a lot of yoga faithers out there, and we strive to redeem biblical principles that are first found in the Bible. For us, not the Vedic literature, but the Holy Scripture, the Holy Word of God, we strive to redeem those in yoga faith. But tonight I want to encourage us all to redeem what a Christian is. And sure, we know the definition. We know it's a Christ follower. But keeping this in mind that we redeem what a Christian is, I'm going to read you parts of five, and I want you to receive it uh, in a new way, in the depths of your heart, in the depths of your marrow. When Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed a hillside, and those who were apprenticed to him, the committed, climbed with him. Arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and he taught his climbing companions. And this is what he said. And this is the message version, by the way. You are blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and his rule. You are blessed when you feel that you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. You are blessed when you're content with just who you are. No more and no less. That's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. You are blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God because he's the food and drink and the best meal that you will ever eat. You are blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourself cared for. You are blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and your heart put right. And then you can see God in the outside world. You are blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. You are blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. And the persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. And not only that, count yourselves blessed every time people put you down or throw you out, or speak lies about you to discredit me, what it means is that the truth is too close for comfort, and they are uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Give a cheer even, for though they don't like it, I do, and heaven applauds. And know that you are in good company, because my prophets and witnesses have always gotten into this kind of trouble. And I want you to hear this with new ears and a new heart. Verse 13 says, let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. And if you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. And if I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. And now that I've put you here on a hilltop, 
on a light stand, shine, keep open house, be generous with your life. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, the generous Father in heaven. And I'll close with this. It says a lot more, but it closes with loving our enemies, doing good to our enemies, leaving everything if God brings somebody up to uh, in our heart. And verse 48 says, in a word, what I'm saying is grow up your kingdom subjects and now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously toward others the way God lives towards you. I felt like someone needed to hear that twice, to live out your God-created identity. I think in this social media world, in this busy, busy world where we're always striving and always gathering and always hoarding and uh, we feel guilty if we sit down to rest, in this world, I feel that we are losing our saltiness. We are losing our light. And if you haven't noticed, it is getting darker. And the things of God are being are being sniffed out, snuffed out, like that light that he doesn't want to go out. But that light, the light in us, is his light. It's not an inherent light. It is a reflective light. So I want to encourage us all tonight to start reflecting him more or start reflecting him again, to not be snuffed out by the ways of the world. And we know in Revelation it says that the end times, that the right is wrong and the wrong is right. And that is so evident today, isn't it? And so us righteous, us Christians, Christ followers, those seeking after God, he says he needs us. We're called. We're set apart. We're sanctified. We're holy. But if we lose our taste, if we lose our light, we look no different. We can be thrown out like garbage. Isn't that scary? I say, God, forgive us for forever being lukewarm, forever being watered down. I'm asking us to be pure salt once again because we know that when that salt gets other ingredients in it, it becomes, it, it loses its flavor. It loses what it's meant to be. God says, I didn't give you this light that, that you would hide it, that I would hide it. I gave you this light to reflect me, to reflect my glory. And I just think that the minority is louder. The minority is brighter. The minority looks to be more fun. And sometimes we water it down. We dim our lights. And that's not what God has called us to do. We get comfortable and we get lazy. We get uh, where we just, uh, we know God, we got it. I got the scripture. I know it, Lord. We forget to pray. We forget to worship. You know, part of the Sermon on the Mount, God teaches us to pray. In, in five, just, just a brief recap, he tells us to be humble, right? He tells us, and this is for us. This is for us, his kids, uh, us that have accepted his invitation, decided to follow him. He is speaking to us believers. And he said, we're blessed. We're blessed when we're humble. We're blessed when we resist pride. 
when we're pure salt and we retain flavor in that purity, that we retain the flavor. But are we, are we adding to the decay of the world? Are we adding to the slow fade? Or are we preserving it? Are we being a part of the preservation? Are we being that pure salt? Have we let things get in? Just asking, just asking. Because he says, if so, it's used for street paving. It's basically thrown out, trampled under feet. In verse 14, we read about that light and being, being reflective. And I want to get back to the light. I want to be close to that light at all times. And I pray that if you don't have a hunger to be close to the light anymore, that that is your prayer, that the Holy Spirit would give you that hunger to thirst again after his light, after his salt. Quantum physics it, it teaches us that as we, as we get closer and closer to source, our vibration and our energy level vibrates at the highest level, by the way, if you like frequency and vibrations. But as we get further away from that source, we get lower vibrations and frequencies, and you can look that in, up in um, depression and hopelessness. Um, the further away we get from our source, our God, we can literally shrivel up and die. I want to ask you what happened to your light. I want to encourage all of us to help one another be that light, be that salt, be as loud as the minority, yes? Verse 19 in, in chapter 5 says, whoever does these and teaches these commandments will be called great in the kingdom. And he says, blessed are us peacemakers who seek after peace, who seek after peace. We will be blessed. Isn't that awesome? You know, C.S. Lewis says, you don't see the demons fighting, do you? Because they're all on the same mission. So I'm having a hard time understanding why as Christians, why as yogis, why as Christian yogis are so divided. Why are we fighting? Why are we murmuring? Why are we tearing each other down? No. Blessed is the peacemaker. And verse 43, as we read, says to love our enemies, bless those who curse us, do good to those who hate us. Easy? Absolutely not. But this God life, this kingdom life, he says the gate is narrow, right? I always say the high road is less crowded because it's less often taken, right? Because it's more difficult. It's more challenging. And God says this narrow pathway, this narrow gate, few will enter into it. And as we see out in this world with the wide open streets and, and everything is accepted and, and it's, it's people gone wild. He says, this is easy. This is the easy route. But blessed are we who enter into this narrow gate because only few will find it. You know, the, uh, I kind of summed up that last verse I read to you, to love without discrimination, to try to love unconditionally like Christ. It's a huge calling. It's a huge feat. And the message, as we said, as we read, says to live out your God-created identity, to love and live 
generously and graciously. I just wanted to reintegrate that um, because this is the way that God lives towards us. So briefly going through six, I wanted to just say that it starts with the charitable deeds being done in secret. And again, this is going to be really brief and I want to honor your time. I, I wish we had like five hours. I know you probably don't wish that, but I do. But it, it talks about charitable deeds being done in secret. And I, I see so often that people want to do things and, and post the perfect Instagram picture in the perfect lighting and go through, you know, maybe, maybe 45 minutes to an hour just finding the right filter to post that. But, you know, God calls us to the secret place many, many times. And he says, what we do in the secret place isn't to be shouted on the rooftops. And I say, sure, there is a, there is a place and time for rooftops. But I want to just whisper in your ear that God might be calling you to get more into the secret place and, and to be an example of being in that secret place. And to come back to, you know, the subject of social media I think a lot of people get it confused with their, their daily diary, and this is, this is not what God has called us to do. And I think that there's uh, an incredible blessing in testimony and transparency, but there's also this thing called discernment. And, and, and God doesn't tell us to place our diary on social media, and he does, he does say to do some things in secret. And so I just... I just want to encourage us all to think about what we're thinking about and think about what we're then talking about and sharing. And does it edify? Does it build up? Would I be guilty? Uh, if somebody looked at my post, would I be guilty of being a Christian, of being a Christ follower, of being light, reflective light? Would I be reflective light? Again, it's just a question. So I love, uh, I love Matthew 6. It is, if you have an older Bible, some of those newer Bibles don't do this, but then old Holy Scriptures is in red. This is Jesus speaking to us. And in chapter 6 is a passage of verses that I use every single day of my life since I've learned them. It is the way that God tells us, God, Jesus speaking to us in his red voice, how to pray, how to pray, how to connect with him each and every day. And uh, he talks about um, forgiving others as he forgives us. And he, he talks a, a lot about this prayer, but I found it fascinating that after he tells us how to pray, which includes forgiving other people, he doesn't come back to any other subject except for forgiving People. So he's already told us how to pray. He says, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. We've already said amen. And then in verse 14, 614, he comes back and he says this, if you forgive, their, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive them, he can neither forgive you. And I find that fascinating that he could have come back to any other subject, but he came back to the subject of forgiveness. So, what are we harboring? Because this is blocking our abundant life. It could be an offense. It could be 
unforgiveness. It could be bitterness or anger. Whatever it is that we are holding against somebody or somebodies has to be released. And I'm not saying this is an overnight thing, not at all. I'm saying it's a personal journey with you and God, and it isn't easy. The God life isn't easy. I mean, it is the Jesus way, right? It's not the world's way. It's not the world's way to uh, bless those who curse you. But it is the Jesus way. It is the Jesus way. And so we have to be extremely careful of using how can I pray for you instead of how can I gossip about you. We have to be extremely careful about what we're harboring in our hearts and how we don't have to share that. That can be our secret place with the Lord. But publicly, we can bless and love, um, maybe privately, still working through some things with God because we are human. God made us this way. We're emotional and we make mistakes. But I'm, I'm telling you what, that forgiveness is the key to an abundant life. If you feel like you always take three steps ahead and ten steps in reverse, this could be the reason. This could be the sole reason why the hundredfold blessing, you might be getting the 30 or the 60, but the hundredfold blessing, I believe that it comes from a lack of forgiveness in God's kids. And we need to be reminded, and I'm so glad you're here tonight to be reminded of the power of forgiveness, the power of being one body and one spirit as God has called us to, different body parts, but one body and one spirit. And this, my friends, is the single way that we can glorify God is being united in fellowship with one another Because it's going to be, and this is also for the circle you may or may not be hanging out with, this is going to be by the fruits that we bear, by the evidence of our fruits. Do we have any evidence? Do we have any fruits? We should have fruits. We should have lots of fruits. And God prunes us so that we can have more fruits and larger fruits and more shinier fruits. So if you've been pruned, don't waste the harvest time. Don't waste the evidence of your fruit that God is trying to get through you to other people to glorify and magnify him. Amen. In chapter six, he talks about wealth and not laying our treasures here on earth. I just want to remind you that where your treasure is, you will want to be. You will be there most often where your treasure is. If it's, if it's here on earth, We know that it rusts, it decays, it can even be stolen. If our treasure is built down here, a lot of hardships and challenges and difficulties come with that. But if we begin or if we have forgotten where our treasure is to be, we can begin to turn back and begin to build our treasure, our eternal treasure, our eternal legacy in heaven and not here on earth because we know what happens when we do that. It's protected when we build it in heaven. Verse 19 in chapter 6 begins, uh, begins speaking about that light again, the light in us, and that we have light or we have dark. We're feeding one or we're feeding the other, but we cannot be lukewarm. I, I would hate, I hate the thought 
of being nauseating to God, but he says that, that lukewarm makes him nauseous. So I'm asking us to choose the light, choose the life, not death, not darkness, but light once again. Or if you've let that light go out or if you've covered it up, uh, I want you to uncover it again. I want all of us to be in, in unity and uncovering this bright light. This, this, it's God's glory. It's his reflective light and uncovering that once again. And then he goes on in, in six, and, uh, you know, there's so much worry and anxiety and, and depression out there. And the Sermon on the Mount talks about worry and anxiety quite a bit. And that is why, that's another reason why I think that this, this teaching, which is already famous, but this teaching is famous because um, people had never heard this kind of teaching uh, thus far when Jesus was preaching this. But for us today, in our modern world, in, um, you know, a lot of lukewarm Christianity, so much gets, gets forgotten. You know, we worry. We just, it's, it's like this natural tendency. If I call my mom at 10 o'clock at night, she answers the phone like this. Hello? She's so worried something's go, you know, happened to me. And it's just our inherent human nature. But we come back to scripture and it says, why, why do you worry? Why do you spend one ounce worrying? He straight up just says, do not worry about your life in verse 25. He just straight up says, do not worry about your life. He talks about the birds of the air. Uh, He takes care of them. He talks about the lilies. They grow in stability and they never ask. They never have to worry But he says of us, of his most lovely creation, who he said it is good after he created us, his most lovely creation, he says, oh, you of little faith. I'm asking us to get our faith back. I'm asking us to be reminded of his promises that we have no need to worry and no need to have this anxiety that is rampant in our society because he knows, he says in his red words, he says, I know what you need. Does he say that I'm going to give you what you want? No, but he says that I know what you need. And so it has nothing to do with our comfort or our wants, although it is his good pleasure to bless us with the desires of our hearts, as Jeremiah says. I also want to remind you, um, almost done here, by the way, and I can't wait to hear your voices, but it does say seek his kingdom first and all the other things will be added. So we're just seeking him first. And in, uh, in chapter 7, he talks about everyone, everyone who asks, everyone who seeks, and everyone who knocks. So God gives us so many opportunities, and it's for everyone. It's very, very inclusive. I think that we, I, don't, I hate to call it religion, but Christianity is the most inclusive religion. It is accepting and wanting and asking of all And again, he just gives us so many opportunities from Genesis to Revelation. We see examples of opportunity after opportunity to to get into the kingdom of God. And that's why I say, uh, as many of you know, we work with, um, you know, anti-traffic efforts. And some of these people who are abusers, it it was really hard at first to, to pray for them. But when I realized that they are made in the image of God, it became easier and easier. And I believe during their very last breath, if they call on God, they shall be saved and I will see them in heaven. And so will you. We all have the opportunity to accept Christ till we take that very last breath because that's how gracious 
and generous and merciful and loving our God is. And I think that's pretty amazing. And so when we call ourselves Christians and Christ followers, that's why I wanted to have this call or God wanted to have this call. He just had me put this on the calendar so long ago. I had no idea why, but now I do because never in history do we need to be reminded more of how merciful and how loving is the God and Father and Savior that we serve daily and intimately. We, we know him intimately. He is within us, closer than our breath. We need to be reminded as Christ followers that we're striving. This is what we're striving for. We're striving to, be, to, to love unconditionally. We're striving to be like Christ. And, and of course, that will never happen on this side of earth, right? But I thank you for, for standing with us in unity, of building one another up, of uh, iron sharpening iron, that, that light becoming brighter and brighter, and the darkness, the darkness being snuffed out, not the light, but the darkness, as we come up higher and be reminded of our calling. Verse uh, 15 in chapter 7 talks about false prophets in sheep's clothes and really being ravenous wolves inside. So just, again, having discernment um, and, and having God, having the Holy Spirit lead you, asking, asking the Holy Spirit to lead you. Uh, he always does. Um, and, and he says in chapter 6, who hears these uh, teachings is wise. All of the teachings throughout the Sermon on the Mount is wise and builds the house on a rock. But he says the people who don't receive it, don't believe it, is like building a house on the sand. So it washes up, and he, then he calls them fools or foolish. So those of us building our house on a rock, it doesn't really matter what storms come. It really doesn't. Because we have chosen to believe and receive Christ as our Savior, our God, our protector. So, you know, this is just, I think a very relevant message for us today that we can take and chew on and meditate on. And I encourage you, um, it can be homework, but it's, it's connecting to God. So I don't want to call it homework. It'll be, it'll be work for your soul, but to look up a couple different translations of the sermon on the Mount. Uh, the message is what I started with in passage five tonight and the passion translation or whatever else you sort of want to compare it to. I think it's good to do that and to hear God from a different perspective, because for me, the message just brings it home. For me, it's like, what are you doing with what God has given you? Why are you wasting time? What, what are you doing? And when is the last time you prayed a salvation prayer with somebody? Are you taking anyone to heaven with you? These are questions. It's just like, God, you know, I see, other, I see other people and other religions working so hard. And I, I hear Christians condemning them and tearing them down. But I want to say, what are we doing? What are we doing? And so I think we can learn from them, but also that we don't have to strive any longer because we are saved by grace. God's already done it. But I hope, I hope tonight has um, encouraged you to remember the light that dwells within you. 
and to stop living a small life, to stop living in the dark or, or behind the walls of hopelessness and depression, whatever label you've put on yourself. Uh, maybe it's the label of I'm an introvert. Maybe it's the label of I just can't do that. Maybe it's the label of I never have any energy. I don't have any willpower. Maybe food rules you or something else rules you. I want you to remember who you are. I want to remember what lies within you. And I am so excited to be a part of that journey and for you to be a part of my journey so that we can actually do this together because life is hard, right? It is, it's not a playground any longer. And we do really need each other and we need to stand in one body. We need to know that we serve one God and he is the only way. Scripture says he is the only way for those of you in the yoga world or in the Oprah world The universe will not get you to heaven. There are not many paths to one God. There is one path to one living God. That is what our Bible says if you're a believer of Jesus Christ and you follow his word, his word and not the world. So I'm just here to remind you that is all. That is the only reason this call happened is because I just wanted to remind you of what Jesus himself spoke to you, spoke to us, that we are to be light and we are to be salt. And I wanted you to hear it in a new, fresh way so that we don't, we don't lose our flavor. We don't lose our seasoning. And it no longer seasons the world. I don't want to have, I, I don't want to be that person that assists in, in decay, in the decay of the world. I want to help preserve it. And we know salt does just that. So help us to be more pure Lord God. So um, I promised that I would give you a um, coupon code during this call for those of you interested in the continued education credit or just simply need um, a receipt of some sort for submitting that wherever you submit that. Um, It is one big word. I am salt. I am light. That's it. That's your code. You'll get a little receipt, and you can upload that. If it's Yoga Lions, you'll have to look for me personally, Michelle Thielen, for everyone else you just submitted. But I am salt. I am light. And that, my friends, is something that I really, truly need us to get, is that we need to look different. We need to look peculiar. And God says we will be persecuted. For most of us, we, we don't know what that feels like to be persecuted in the name of Christ. Other countries, beheading, they do. We don't. But perhaps the time will come when we will experience severe persecution for who we believe in. And so God says he loves that. I I read that um, in opening tonight, that God loves when we do the right things and and people um, persecute us for it. So I am just here to remind you to be saltier, to be brighter, to keep letting your light shine. Don't dim it for anyone or anything. And to not worry about your life. Stop worrying. Stop keeping yourself up at night. Just rest. God wants you to rest. Your family needs you to rest. God needs you to rest. You cannot pour from an empty cup. And so God is trying to fill you up with his peace and his rest. And we, we read over and over in Psalms that we need rest for our souls. So 
I hope that you find that, and I hope that you're reminded of a few vital things for the survival of um, us Christians here, down here on earth. But um, I do want to open it up to you, and I want to hear some of your voices. And again, I just want to, um, you know, thank you so much for being on this call and just being hungry for God and letting us be a sliver of your journey here. Um, I know that some of you may have questions about different things, Um, just a blanket general statement. We're going to open up for the first time our ambassador program in October. So that's really exciting for us. It's been an invitational only thing. It's been a huge sort of program that's been evolving. And, um, you know, I think it's come to a standstill. I think God says, okay. Um, So for those of you who are interested in ambassadorship, just look for more information um, in our newsletter. We have a blog on the website, and that will all be listed on there, but look for that in October. And uh, just while I'm talking about October, every first Thursday we used to connect, the first Thursday of each month we used to connect just for uh, anybody. It doesn't have to be the Yoga Faith family. It's just a time of connection and prayer and praise reports. And so that is making its way back. And uh, I will be on the first one. I'll be hosting the first one. And then we have a couple of beautiful ambassadors going to host from then on out. And, and I just love being on those calls if I'm not hosting them because it's just such a beautiful, sacred time. And uh, we can't forget gathering together for fellowship, uh, as Hebrews says. But anyway, okay, so if you have a question, star six, if you have something to say or have a question. Hey, um, my name is Lindsay. Um, I actually um, have been following you guys online for a while. Um, I live in Denver, Colorado. Hi, Lindsay. Um, Hi. So um, I um, obviously have a very strong faith family, um, and – simultaneously equally as strong a yoga family, but the two are very mutually exclusive. Um, and um, my, my church is actually uh, founded from a, it's a satellite from a North Carolina, very conservative Baptist church. Um, and so I, I kind of struggle because these are actually two, you know, the two strongest communities in my life and they don't really find a way of, of, to integrate um, and, you know, you know, for me, the, uh, the breath of yoga is, is the breath, is the Holy Spirit, you know? So, um, that's kind of where I, I find the tie between the two, but like how, you know, how do I help these two groups of people, you know, serve me in a supportive way in my walk without kind of feeling like I'm a tweener between the two at all. The, all the, you know, it's like when I talk about, oh, I just came from yoga, I kind of feel like, you know, the women in my small group are kind of like, oh, we're just going to pretend like she didn't just say that, you know, or, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, well, I should probably stretch more too, you know, so. Right. Um, how, yeah, I how I live out the Sermon on the Mount, you know, like you were saying, but at the same time, you know, do so in a way that I can maybe open their hearts instead of making it feel like there's something that, you know, it's it's estranged of this, you know, dualistic, you know, multiple gods type, you know, religious background kind of thing, you know. 
sure. I know exactly where you're coming from, and I'm sure everyone on the call can second that, um, just because at some point the Christian yogi does kind of come up against that. And it's such a great question, Lindsay. I grew up in a conservative Baptist, and obviously I love yoga. (laughs) Uh, But first and foremost, we love Jesus, right? And so I think this is an important conversation that, um, you know, gets into debate more than conversation, which is unfortunate. But because because we believe in scripture, um, I know for our teachings, our personal teachings, we really do observe the postures of prayer and we and, and the breath and the singing and all of that and so that's where we come from but I think because there are other religions and other organizations and other intentions behind those things when yoga is practiced or when chanting is practiced um, that maybe are more popular than quote unquote Christian yoga so it gets it gets a bad rap you know that we are worshiping other gods or carved idols or whatever it might be so I think that this is probably going to be a conversation that will probably last until the end of time. It's sort of one of those things that just, um, you know, nobody sort of switches anyone's opinion. It's just we've got to get into the scripture and we've got to have that discernment. And I, I don't think, you know, God calls everybody to the word yoga, I do know that God calls everybody to worship and pray. And so we just do that in these different ways. And, and none of us can judge how other people do that. There, there's yeah. just no way. And, and the Sermon on the Mount addresses judging. It says, you know, in that same judgment, we're going to be judged. I mean, that's kind of a scary thought, right? And so, um, you know, I think, that, I think the Sermon on the Mount sort of addresses all of it. And it, it is unfortunate. You know, that's, again, kind of a fleshly human thing that we judge and, and vice versa. But, you know, I think yoga just gets an unfair rap based on different styles of yoga or various organizations that use it, you know, to worship other gods. So I wish that there was, you know, an easy answer. But, you know, in, in the last decade of having this conversation, it's just, you know, it, it's unfortunately not being snuffed out. It is something that, you know, Christians think you can't, a lot of Christians think you can't do. And there's a lot of, um, you know, yogis. Uh, specifically in in the Hindi realm that that think, you know, we're stealing their thing. And so we really have it coming from uh, many different sides. So it it is important. I've even tried to draw parallels in the fact that, like, you know, we don't write off Catholics versus Protestants because we believe in the different things behind the Eucharist. You know, like... And saying that, you know, within our own, there are differences in the way that we interpret and, you know, even digest the same kind of like liturgy or ritual. And so like, you know, but we don't write off and say, well, the Catholics can't do this or the Protestants can't do that. But like, it seems like there's so much more rub, like, as you said, especially between the Christians and the Hindus. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I mean, just kind of trying to draw awareness with that. Um, yeah. Even within in the different in the denominations of Christianity, you could you could find just as much, you know, controversy. 
Absolutely. There's a great article called The Christian Yoga Myth. I don't know if you've seen it on our website, but I would mm-hmm. I would point you to that. I think it's a good start or, you know, at least a conversation starter, hopefully not a debating conversation starter. But yeah. um, I think that's a good place to start. But thank you so much for being on the call tonight. And I wanted to mention it's just going to be one random uh, phone number that we picked to win that spot for our leadership um, in Scottsdale. I did forget to mention that, and I wanted to make sure that you know that it's just a random selection, and it, it's uh, in April, so uh, leadership day is, is Saturday the 18th, and uh, so it'll just be, again, just one random number that, that is on this call. And if you do not for some reason want to attend, just let us know so we can uh, select another, another person that was on this live call. But uh, our, our leadership is always amazing. And this year uh, on Sunday, uh, there's going to be our level one, our first time ever certification of Sozo and Somatic. So we dive into a relationship with each part of the Godhead and we also dive into somatics and putting those together, mind, body, soul, mm. uh, Father God, Jesus Christ, and Holy Spirit. So it's going to be really beautiful. So I don't know why you wouldn't want to come, but, again, uh, if you don't, just let us know. We'll give it to someone else. So um, thank you, Lindsay. Is there anyone else out there that would like to um, chime in? Hi. It's Sarah Highnote here. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> Hi. Um, so glad to hear your voice. I've been listening to your voice. I'm like, there's my friend. It's so good to hear you. Uh, I know. Um, I'm zipping my lips now, girl. I'm zipping my lips. <laughs> so what I what really spoke to me tonight, I, I feel like I'm in this season of learning how to forgive. And there's been so many occasions where it's almost just been blatant, obvious that that's what God wants me to learn right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... The words that really spoke to me tonight that you said were um, grow up and um, forgive. And I'm thinking about that, and I'm digesting that, and I'm really realizing God wants me to forgive because when I'm not forgiving and I'm regurgitating the offense in my mind, I am occupied, right? Like I am not present with the Lord. And I believe that that is why I need to learn forgiveness because when I'm harboring things that people have done or said that are just so blatantly not cool and it's occupying my energy, my mind, that I am not focused on the things of God and I'm not ready to do what God's asked me to do in the moment. And that clicked for me some reason tonight because we understand why forgiveness is good and why we should because God forgives us. But then I just thought about like, wait, why? Why does God not want my attention to be on those offenses because God wants my attention to be on him. And that's a really big area in my life. I think that the enemy has gained ground because I'm sensitive and I love, like, I love large. And when people hurt me, it hurts. And so I'm just learning, like, wow, Lord, like, you want me to be present. And um, the only way I can do that is if I'm not holding all this baggage, you know, Um, So that's one of the things that really spoke to me that you said tonight was, you know, it's it's time to grow up because God is calling you to more. And you can't do more if you're just seriously 
thinking or energetically zapped by all of this stuff that people have thrown at you or said about you or done to you that then you're occupied. And I mm. only want to be occupied by spirit. And Amen. that really spoke to me tonight when you said that because it's made the sense to me in a lot of ways. But mm-hmm. it clicked in my brain tonight in that way. Like when you're thinking those things, you're occupied. And it's not by yes. what God wants you to be doing. So God forbid yeah. I'm occupied by anything than what God is calling me to do. Well, one thing you said was love large. Like, I am just such, like, a highly sensitive person. And that love large, like, yes, hit the nail on the head. That's all me. Mm. So good, Sarah. Thank you for sharing. Um, Yeah, I mean, you mentioned learning how to forgive. And sometimes it is just that. Um, You know, I I held an offense for, for quite a while for, you know, spoken words of failure you know, actually over this ministry that kind of stuck with me. And I, and I would pray, um, for those of you who are unmuted, you can do star six and it'll go back to mute. Um, it'll, uh, my mom, when I was growing up, she shared something with me that always stuck with me and always helped me. And I really had to come back to this is that, um, imagine that person in the church pews with their arms raised worshiping God. <laughs> and that really helped me like pray for them and see them in that light. And that offense that I prayed for that person speaking, you know, failure over me, um, the Holy Spirit, it was the first time in my whole life where he said, okay, I want you to spend, when you're spending time with me, I want you to spend time with me. And mm-hmm. so you're, he released me of praying for this person. I had done my, my work. I had, you know, forgiven. I, it was done. And he basically said, I have other things um, for you. And so that was, that was really pivotal in my life because I, I was kind of taken aback. Like you're, you're asking me to stop praying for someone. That was kind of weird for the Holy Spirit to do. Um, but it was definitely him and he was calling me higher. He was calling me to move on and move forward. But um, yeah, it is, it is, it is a tough thing. The kingdom living, it is a tough thing. And I appreciate you sharing that. And I just wanted to say that those are Eugene Peterson's words from the message. He basically just says, grow up exclamation point. <laughs> and um, I can't take credit for that, but yes, it is, it is time for us to, to be unified in one body. And for whatever reason, um, us Christians haven't figured that out yet. Hmm. So thank you for sharing. And again, it's um, star six to go back to mute when you're ready. Who else is out there? Barb. It's Barb. Hi, From Barb. From your favorite place. Hi, yes. how are you? I'm so good. It's so hey, good Michelle. to hear your voice. Hello, who's yeah. this? Go ahead, Barb. Uh, okay. Um so good. It was so good what you had to say and so timely in the season that mm-hmm. our church is in and what what I'm hearing, you know, there and, and in my own life. But I just I just wanted to encourage everybody who's spoken and including myself and you, Michelle, and anyone else who I'm I'm rereading Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life and I'm I'm just actually to the place where he's really convicting me to surrender and you know, if we don't surrender to God, we surrender to other things. And I, too, have struggled with forgiving certain people in my life. 
and I've held it like a mantle. And, mm-hmm. you know, those people are as deserving as, of forgiveness as I am. And who am I to be so arrogant to think I am above them? Because that's really what it got, came down to. I couldn't forgive them because I, I, just, I had this pride and this arrogance. But I just want to encourage us that, you know, really the only purpose peaceful way of living is just to surrender every single minute of our life Mm -hmm. to focus on God and everything will fall into place it sounds so simple so hard some days to do that's just my word of encouragement mostly for me because I need it every day (laughs) but there you go so much Barb and it is simple and we just murk it up and complicate it and you know like the message just straight up said do not worry about your life don't worry about your life and yet you know we lay awake at night worrying and so it is our flesh but I love that you know we I I love that just stay stay surrendered thank you for that hi it's Mel hey Mel so I just love this so much. It took so many notes and just so many things stick out to me. But uh, what I was thinking about the most is just as, as ladies have been talking, I've been thinking about us as being that bridge and that bridge to helping not only ourselves and our hearts be content with, with where we're at, what we're doing, how we're moving forward, but also content in the fact that all these things that you said, we're to be that pure salt. We're, we're, we're supposed to be that seasoning. And so as we go forth in that and we are resolute in our hearts, then it will be easy to be resolute with others around us. And I say this because as I talk to people day in and day out that are still trying to uh, just have an equality with this, have a have a, a bowing down to this understanding of what God has called us to um, with, with yoga, with yoga faith, with, with our sisters, with our brothers, that it's just about you, Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about meeting him on the mat. Mm-hmm. It's all, what would you have me do with this, Jesus? And when people hear me say that on the phone conversations that I'm having, I mean, they just break down in tears and say, thank you so much. And I think to my, my immersion when I came to, and just all of that for me too, it's just like, even though I was already sold out and new, it's just a brand new thing. So as we are that bridge, first off, we have to have God bridge that gap for us and understand and know in our own hearts that there is no more capacity for anything else. We know that we know that we know that we're doing the right thing. And just like I can't say that it's wrong for somebody else to have a glass of wine if it's wrong for me to have a glass of wine, how is it that anybody can, you know, not understand that I'm doing what I'm doing when this is what I've been called to? And so, I don't know, I'm kind of talking in circles a little bit, but that biggest thing is that we are seeking the kingdom first, just like you talked about, and we are to reflect that light of what Jesus has called. And when in our hearts there's no more room for anything else to take over, we know and then that love should also be felt by those that might be coming in and wondering what it is that we're doing and not trusting 
our hearts. And that's the thing that I ask of my friends and my family is that you just have to trust that this is what God's called me to, and I'm operating out of love and what he has filled my heart with. Amen. Amen. So good, Mel. Thank you so much. It's so great to hear from you. And it's just a a reminder that, you know, we have to evict, we have to evict Satan, we have to deny him access, we have to be diligent on that, you know, part of, you know, being, um, you know, saying the Lord's Prayer and and doing all of this and and living this kingdom life is is putting our full armor on. And Mm -hmm not missing a piece of it, not letting the enemy in our head, not believing the lies. And that is why it's so important to have truth in our heart, to have truth, the actual word. I love apps and I love how it's so easy to access the Bible on the internet or your iPhone or iPad or whatever I thing you're working from. But the real written, the real written word of God the, the weight of it, when you hold your Bible, the weight of the word, the real word, that's what we got to get our nose into and let it be absorbed thoroughly. You know, when I say to be my daily bread, I'm, I'm saying, Lord, all I need to do is consume you. You are all I need to consume. You are all I need to eat today. Let, let me know that. You know, so not missing how Jesus told us to pray, not, not forgetting. And that's, that's why tonight's call had to happen. We can't forget why we're here, what we're doing, who we're serving, you know, to have a servant's heart. You know, that's what Yoga Feet is all about is, is serving. It is, it is so contrary to the world, just like God. It's, it's just an upside-down leadership triangle, Right. We're just serving up, serving up. Mm-hmm. Who else is out there? Uh, my name is Sue. I'm from Florida. Can you hear me? Hi, Sue. I can. Hi. Welcome. Oh, thank you. I just have to tell you, this is so wonderful. I am blessed to be. Um, um, it's a little bit late for me, so I'm a little sleepy because it's 10 o'clock my time. Usually I'm in my pajamas already. But, um, <laughs> I am. Just... Well, thank you for staying up with us. Uh, I thought, how cool is this? This is just amazing. And um, I have just, um, I am praying about being able to come to Atlanta um, in March to your training. And uh, I've just awesome. guided my little toe into yoga faith. But um, mm-hmm. I am so, um, it's such a blessing to talk to y'all from all over this country. I don't know where everyone mm-hmm. has come, but this is amazing to me. Um uh, I teach a lot of different kinds of group exercise classes, and I am blessed to see, um, just to hear what you all have to say about the Lord. It's just, it's just very encouraging. It's, um, I think you said iron sharpens iron, you know, or we're just working each other. We're um, and, uh, just trying to be um, together, stronger in our faith, to encourage each other, to live in this world that you said is getting darker, and that's so true. And yet our light can get so, so much brighter for Christ and with this encouragement from just what you have done tonight. Thank you for being led by the Holy Spirit, Michelle, to do this call. And when I saw that, I thought, oh, how wonderful is this? That's so selfless of you. And that is so anti what this world is doing in these days. It's being uh, opposite of what the world is doing. And I'm so grateful. So I just want to tell you, thank you. And um, uh, it says, um, you talk about 
the verse six in chapter five, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. You know, there's really nothing else that that I want to fill me anymore. Um, yeah. As I get older and older, the stuff of the world becomes so far. Like I don't, it, it doesn't matter anymore. What matters mm. is being just filled with Christ and be in that light. And so just again, thank you. Thank you, Michelle. And I um, oh, just appreciate what you're doing you. tonight. Thank you, Sue. I appreciate your yeah. words of encouragement more than you know. Thank and you. I am thank with you. you. I just returned from being gone for a month and my, my mm. body is on France time. I was in France when uh. my mind and my body is still there. I, I yeah. actually was, um, honored to be invited to be one of the first um, out to uh, a French monk who you may have heard of, uh, Deschanet, who kind of created Christian yoga in the 40s, oh, wow. and he ended up writing a book in the 50s, which is no longer in print, but um, oh. yes, I'm still catching up, and so I uh, appreciate you being with us, and I, I totally oh, understand time differences. I was in Atlanta <laughs> a couple weeks before I went there, so... Um, yeah, you know, God is just so good and, and you're so right. You know, it's just, just to be that light, you know, just in thinking of a light, an actual lighthouse, you know, the light, how it turns and, and we're able to see, and, and that's what other people will hopefully be attracted to that we can, you know, point the way to heaven without being, you know, weirdos or crazy people, um, peculiar, yes, crazy, no, but, um, yes, it's all all good. It's all God. Thank you, Sue. Yes. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. This is Alicia Knowlton. Hi, Alicia. How are you, girl? I'm good. I'm so happy. I got to hear from you and Mel. (laughs) So cool. I just wanted to um, bring up the point, you know, chapter six, when you go into, um, I'm getting ready to teach my first yoga faith class coming up here on the 16th. And I am so excited and so grateful and so I just, I feel like I cannot believe that God has placed me um, in a space where I'm able to actually take everything that you have taught me and that most importantly, he has taught me and um, put it on the mat. And so I just wanted to tell you, thank you for the encouragement um, in chapter six, when you read out that um, when you're trying to do good, to not make a performance out of that, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I want, I want so much that on the 16th when I have this first class, it to be this amazing, beautiful thing that I feel when I'm, when I'm practicing yoga faith and when I'm practicing um, the things that you have taught me and that he has taught me um, and that I have this vision for what I want my class to be like, but it's not my vision. It's his mm-hmm. vision. And I just need to keep reminding myself of that and reading through um, chapter six through um, versus what was it? I think one through, you know, I think it was four even just mm-hmm. how doing the work behind the scenes and not taking this abundance of credit. And even like the, 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 the stuff you said about social media and not making it your diary and not, you know, I just feel like it's so important for us to hear that over and over and over again, that it's only about him and it's only about yeah. us doing good um, for him privately and secretly. So that really resonated with me tonight, and I'm just going to hold on to those words so tightly for the next few weeks and just um, tell you thank you so much for that, for that, for those words and those encouragement tonight. Mm, 
Thank you, Alicia. That means so much to me. I'm so glad you were able to make the call. I appreciate you being on, and thank you for all your uh, all your course. feedback and comments. So beautiful. Oh, I'm so grateful and, for and family. I'll be praying for your first your first. Thank we're you. grateful for you too. I'll be praying for your first class. I know that's like. <laughs> A little nerve-wracking, even though God says, don't worry. <laughs> right. No, I'm, I'm, um, it's all in his hands. I'm, this is all yes. for him. All glory to him. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Love you. You're, I love you, too. You're amazing. You'll do awesome, and they will be so, so blessed. Oh, I hope. I hope. Thank you, Michelle. Mm. Hello? Hey, Michelle. It's Marianne. Hi, Marianne. How are you? Oh, my. Well, I am so good now that I've been able to hear your voice tonight. Oh, you're so sweet. You're so sweet. Made and my home. ditto and ditto. Oh, you know, and timely. I, You know, what? I'm just going to make this really short because I know, um, you know, you've been here a while already. And but I just have to, I, I just want to... Um, remind everyone who's listening that this, you, what you are doing, you and Derek and and you just right now, this is a servant's heart. This is the image Mm. of a servant's heart. Just being so responsive to the Holy Spirit, always, you are such an incredible role model of like, what, what this is really walking out your faith is really all about. And I'm, I'm so encouraged every time I get to read something you wrote or um, listen to your voice or be with you in person, which I can't wait to be coming up soon again. Um, but, you know, this is, um, this is a thing that we all need to do. And why I'm, I feel so incredibly blessed to be a part of this yoga face family is because it's through this encouragement and this constant like being connected in kingdom family that we can do just the things that you read in Matthew. We can rest. We can be refilled. We we can't do it alone. Obviously the Trinity is our foundation that we need to be grounded in, but then it's so important for us to stay connected to support and encourage each other like you're doing so graciously so that we can then take that encouragement and spread it out to everyone else around us. And it's just like that positive pay it forward ripple effect. And, you know, I'm just so ever grateful for God guiding me to you and yoga faith and um, Um. it's transformative. So I would say to Sue or anyone else out there that is um, thinking about being a part of training or an immersion, you know, make a way. God, it just trust that God will make a way for you. But, you know, anything else that's on your schedule, clear it out because your life will be transformed. Mine has and continues to be. I love you. Mm. I can't wait to see you. <laughs> okay. I My cheeks are hurting. I'm just smiling the whole time you're talking. You just make me cry. You're so sweet. I'm so humbled. I'm so, so humbled. I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful for your friendship, your words, and just, you know, huh, it's just confirmation, you know, it's just confirmation of all that, you know, he has brought me through. And when I didn't know what the heck he was doing in those dark valleys and hell and high water and it's just confirmation, you know, that you brought me through and I will always say yes 
just like this call, I said yes. I was like, I have no idea what you want me to do, Lord. But I just, <laughs> you're right. I do say yes. God doesn't give me any details, but thank you for your kind words, your constant encouragement. You're just such a source of strength and support and much like that anchor. And I just appreciate that so much, Marianne. Love you too. Yes, amen. Love you. And I can't wait to see you in Atlanta. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, gosh. Our final conclusion of Masters 2019. It's almost right. over. Right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so good. So good. This is Derek. Hey, you. What? I know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know me, this is the other half of Yoga Faith. I am Michelle's husband, and I've been listening to the call tonight and, and just so inspired by your words and just the passion that you have. And we just love you guys so much. You know, if it wasn't for you, there would be no Yoga Faith. And we're always reminded of that. And, and we always look to see how we can serve, serve well, how we can finish strong. A couple of the uh, callers, I know that Sarah and Barb mentioned about forgiveness. And you know, I think that we live in a time where spiritual warfare is at a place that we haven't seen before. And we know that God says to guard your heart above all things because out of it flow the issues of life, right? So we need to guard our heart above all things. And when we start to see the enemy shoots flaming arrows, and how does he do that? He does that through people that have wounded hearts, that have hurt hearts. They may be Christians, they may be not Christians, but every time I see an arrow come my way, I always think there's something going on in their past. There's something going on that's not healed because out of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? So if somebody is taking shots at you, if somebody is persecuting you, there's a heart condition there. And so it takes the pressure off you and it makes it easier to forgive because I know this person has a heart condition and I don't know what their childhood is. I don't know how bad it was. So it helps me to have compassion and understanding for people that, that shoot arrows. And believe me, we get arrows. We get a lot of arrows. And, you know, guarding your heart, I think, in the times that we live in is the best thing that you can do. Um, in the Sozo ministry, Pastor Bill Johnson talks about that the enemy is attracted to decay. So if there's any area of decay in your life, if it's a hard heart, if it's bitterness, if it's unforgiveness, you know, we have to be careful that we don't allow a root of bitterness to grow in our heart because then we start seeing the world through the eyes of bitterness, right? And that's a really dangerous place that we can all find ourselves in. Um, but Bill Johnson says that, that the enemy is attracted to decay. So if there's any decay in your life, he's going to be on that like white on rice. So, I would just encourage everybody on this call, including myself, to free our lives from decay, to free our lives from the worldly things, the hurtful things, the persecution that comes even from Christians. You know, um, oftentimes I'll, I'll see something come and I'll think, you know, does this person, like, read the same Bible I, I read and do they serve the same God that I serve? But I just know that we're in a time where spiritual warfare is running rampant. So I just wanted to encourage everybody tonight that don't take the bait. Don't take the offense. It's not worth it. You can live in peace. You can live in joy. You can walk in freedom and you can forgive that person. You know, what, what Christ did for us is so 
much more than we can ever imagine. And there are rewards in heaven when we can forgive people. There are rewards in heaven for getting cut and not cutting back. And so I just wanted to encourage us tonight just to remember that. And if there's, you know, wounded hearts or or hurt hearts, um, call us. Allow us to pray with you and pray for you because there's nothing greater than being able to pray for somebody on the phone and asking the Lord to come in and do a work that only he can do. So we love you guys. We're so thankful for our Yoga Faith family. Um, so thankful for my wife leading this call tonight and, and Marianne and, and Barb and Sarah. Um, you guys are part of our forever family, and we're just so grateful, and our heart is so full um, because we have so many incredible people around the world that we get to share this life with here on this earth. And a thousand years from now, we can all get together and rejoice together for um, how great our God is. So thank you guys, and God bless you, and thank you for allowing me to be on this call. Thank you so much for being on the call. I love you, and your support means the world to me. I know a lot of people who do yoga uh, who are Christians, their husbands, are not supportive, and my heart really goes out to them. I don't know what that feels like. I have the most supportive, most amazing husband. The, the reason I can go off to France is because he holds it down with such grace and strength, and he really is like my personal superman. He does it all. Um, but I know, Mel, you're part of that as well. But, um, you know, in just speaking of, of Satan being attracted to decay, you know, we talked about that salt. When it gets other ingredients in, it no longer preserves, but it assists in the decay. And I thought that was pretty fascinating, uh, the two parallels there. And I was thinking of my time in France and that we would hike up um, in the middle of the French Alps and we would we would do yoga where he did yoga. I laid and meditated and read and wrote where he read and wrote where he laid um, in this ancient hermitage. And it was pretty incredible. But the best part is, in, this, in the message version, in the Sermon on the Mount, it says to live a simple life. And we were up there doing yoga. And it was just uh, a seven of us Christian yoga leaders up there. And it was just us and him, and, and it, it just it was a reminder of an audience of one, and that the Holy Spirit was, was everywhere. It was just so evident, and yes, we were higher in elevation, so I thought, well, I think I'm closer to you, definitely, but it was just so, um, you know, in unplugging from the world, from social media, for getting my soul well, for, for trying to live simple, um, God met me there in the grass in the French Alps. I, you don't have to go to France to experience this. You just have to get alone with God and, and meditate on an audience of one. And so it was such a beautiful thing. But I do encourage you to uh, read the message version of the Sermon on the Mount. And the whole thing is, is that we can take this off our mat, right? Sermon on the Mat, that we can take it off our mat and, and do all of these things. And like Marianne said, you know, because we are in fellowship and union, which is the very definition of yoga is that um, because we're in union, we can do these things for him. So I wanted to make sure that there's nobody else. We'll just take a couple more if there is um, so we can honor your time and and make it a timely call. But um, I would love to hear your voice. If there's just a couple more of you out there that um, would like to speak, we'd like to hear from you. 
Hi. I just wanted Hi. to thank you so much. I'm very, very new to understanding yoga faith. Um, I do teach at my church. Um, before I even knew that yoga faith even existed, so I'm really excited about learning about it. And, um, awesome. I'm completely inspired by listening to you today because I am under a spiritual attack right now. Anxiety is really um, prevalent in my life, and I know that the Lord is using this to reach others because mm-hmm. especially when you're of a certain age, you know, hormones and things happen. And I just, I just know that, that the Lord is using this. And as another fellow believer led me yesterday or two days ago to say, you know, just to put my hands out and say, Lord, what have you got for me? And mm-hmm. I was just inspired to learn some more verses um, that I, I'm not familiar with Matthew five, six and seven. So I'm really excited to, um, explore that and so I'm really excited about uh, you opening my eyes and my heart to that today and just listening to how supportive everybody is because that's where I've found my strength I mean obviously through the Lord but by other believers and just testimonies and just the support and encouragement and that's something that I want to be a part of and something that I want to share with others so I just want to thank you so much for encouraging others and just hearing all of these voices and whoever the gal was that mentioned that she's going to be teaching it was the scariest thing I ever did in my entire life and thanks to the Holy Spirit it was a beautiful experience and that's what I need to tap into and what I have to remind myself every day is to pray to the Holy Spirit. And so thank you so very much for what you're doing and how you're touching so many people. It's so exciting and inspiring for me to be new to this and to hear so many people, how you're, you're helping them. So thank you so much. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Audra. It's nice to meet you. I hope I get to meet you face to face. But um yeah, yeah. You know, it's just so amazing. And and stay on the call because I want to pray for you specifically in the closing prayer. It's the most important part of the call, by the way. Um, oh, thank you. But I, I definitely want to, to pray over that. And just thank you for sharing. Thank you for being on the call. And uh, it is very special what, what God has done. And, you know, this is the reason why connecting and getting together is so important um, the first Thursdays that start in October, uh, you know, they're just 45 to 60 minutes. First Thursday, same time, so 6 p.m. PST time, and then it's the same exact phone number. This is kind of the phone number we use. So it's really easy for you guys to remember and connect and come back, and it's going to be um, every month, um, I think even in December, because uh, it's so early on that first Thursday. Sometimes if it gets too close to Christmas, we don't, but we want to connect more. And so there's also regional tribes that are public pages on good old Facebook. Um, so those are open to anyone to post any kind of event. It doesn't have to be yoga related. It doesn't have to be yoga faith. We just want people to, to get together. It's really vital. But um, Jennifer, you had popped on. We want to hear from you. Oh, thank you, Michelle. And I don't want to take up any extra time from you, you all. You are fine. Okay, well, I'm <laughs> I join Audra in being new um, to Yoga Faith, but I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you for the work you're doing. Um, your dear husband, Derek, just got me on the Facebook page actually today, I think, Derek, so it was so fun to hear your voice. Um, I just joined your master program, so I'm just oh, wonderful. marveling, marveling at the Lord, bringing my greatest love, Jesus, of course, first in, in yoga. Um, much like some others have said in this beautiful tribe that you've created, 
uh, things I've loved for many, many years, many, many years, and just to have them come together is just brings tears to my eyes. So um, I just want to be um, just grateful here to know, as, as you mentioned, the Sermon on the Mountain, people going higher up on the mountain to be closer and to hear the Lord, um, just to be so grateful uh, to be together with these other committed followers. And, and those of you, uh, yeah, I just, I'm almost speechless about everything I've heard tonight, so I'd rather listen than talk, but I did just want to take the opportunity to thank you. <laughs> oh, so well, I'm so glad that you did. And where are you from, Jennifer? I'm from Minnesota, and the oh, we have awesome. no mountains here. There's absolutely no mountains, lots of lakes, lots of snow. Um, but what's funny is I did a vision board years ago in my 200-hour, and um, it had mountains and a cross on the top. And when I did it, I did not think about Sermon on the Mount. I didn't think of anything like Yoga Faith even existing. And that was the main center point of my vision board and I'm just again marveling at the way the Lord works and brings it all together. Oh, wow. Vision boards are so important. It's like whether we remember they're there or not, God just makes a way for it to happen. So thank you for, for sharing and popping on. Um, all right. If there's anyone out there that's real quick, um, you know, I wanted to keep it no more than 90 minutes and so that hey. is seven minutes. So we have we have time for one more. Hey, <laughs> quick. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello? This is Kylie. Hello? Hi, Kylie. Oh, hi. You can hear me. I've been trying to figure out how to unmute. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Mary How Ann. are you? How are you? I'm hi, good. Hi, Kylie. Hi. Hi, Derek. <laughs> I just wanted to say hi to you guys, and thank you so much for doing this call. I love what you said about the light in us. It's not an inherent light. It's a reflective light. And I thought that is so beautiful and brings so much clarity to the questions I get from my students at the end of class with Namaste and everything. And so I thought that was a, that was a really beautiful way to explain it. And just thank you. I'm just so thankful for you guys, for Yoga Faith. Um, I just love you. Thanks. I love you too, bright light that you are. And, you know, I, I, I guess I forgot that God calls us light bearers. And, and I read that in Chapter 5, and I was like, I see it all the time, but it's from the Bible. Like, we are light bearers, right? Yeah. I think of you like that as Kylie. That was my point. <laughs> Thank you so, so sweet. You're so sweet. Yes, we love you too. We love you too. All right. Well, let's close in prayer for those of you um, who unmuted. Go ahead and just hit star six again, and you'll mute right back um, so we can have a quiet prayer. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. Whew. Heavenly Father, your son taught us so many years ago what we really needed to hear right now today, and that's what I love about you. You speak to us so uniquely how we need to hear, and in that perfect time, and I just praise you for that, Lord. I praise you for each and every person that was on the call or will hear it later. Just every person under the sound of my voice, Father God, that you would reach them uniquely and in that perfect time, in that perfect way that you do. 
that you would speak to them in a new way. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for beckoning us. We thank you for calling us higher. We thank you for equipping us and empowering us and giving us God confidence to live this Christian life, to live this Christ-following life, that we would be more like you and love unconditionally and pray like you and forgive like you, that we would just become more and more like you from glory to glory. You are progressive. You are not regressive from glory to glory, Father God. So I lift everybody up here just for a fresh outpouring and a fresh word that you would continue to speak to them as they go through these important vital teachings and messages that you uh, have called us to as you climbed higher with your disciples, with your committed, your message says, the committed climbed high with you. And so, Lord, that is us. We want to be climbing with you and becoming more like you. And, Lord, I lift up my sister Audra to you, and I bind the, the enemy attacks and those spiritual attacks, and we evict the enemy in the name and by the blood of Jesus that he no longer can trespass. He no longer can trespass. If there's forgiveness in your heart uh, or something that you're holding on to, you have to release that and you have to let that go because that gives the enemy legal grounds to trespass and to torture you on every level. So we bind you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. We call this done. We call Audra free and joyful. And uh, everybody on this call, Father God, no more anxiety, no more worry. We don't have to worry about anything you said. And so we receive that promise. We receive it in the name of Jesus. We bind it. We stand on your word, literally. Stand on your word if you have to. And, Father, I just thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you that it is a blueprint to our lives. This is you talking to us. Thank you for always getting us in your word each and every day. We praise you for it. We praise you that you love us, that you gave us salvation, that we know you. Oh, man, thank you, God, so much. What, what a magnificent splendid gift the most amazing gift in all the world is salvation and we have it and we thank you for that we thank you father god for perhaps even a new salvation here tonight somebody um that you beckoned to follow you for the very first time we rejoice in that and we rejoice in you anointing us to spread your word and to help people get to heaven and in everything we do with every breath with every inhale with every exhale may it glorify you May it glorify you in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, everyone, so, so much. From the bottom of my heart, Derek's heart, if he's still on there, we uh, appreciate it so much. We are just so grateful for you. As he said, without you, there's, there's no ministry. There's not this. And so God has given us an amazing gift to share him in a really unique way. And so we just thank you for redeeming biblical principles for his glory and also redeeming what it means to be a Christ follower. We love you, and we are always constantly praying for you every single day that God would bless your ministry, your family, and your heart. And we give him praise for you. And thank you again for your time. We love you. Be blessed.